0: As you dive into this teaching from High Point Church, we pray that it will help you grow in your faith as you believe in, belong to, and become more like Jesus. If these messages bless you, would you consider giving back in support of this ministry? You can give and learn more about High Point at www.highpoint.church. Well, happy new year, everyone. So good to see each and every one of you. Uh, Do you know what the top three resolutions are of 2023. You probably know what they are. What are they? What are they? Let's, let's call it some things. What do you think they are? Get in shape, lose weight, and what else? Save money. There you go. We nailed it. Those are the top three according to Google. It's to exercise more, to lose weight, and to save more, and to spend less. I think these are the top three resolutions every year, but uh, they're the top three resolutions of this year. But what if, what if this year we didn't just focus on some fitness goals and some financial goals? What if this year we focus on taking some steps to having greater emotional, relational, spiritual health in 2023? We're starting a brand new series today called Finding Freedom Overcoming Common Struggles in Christ. The reality is, we all struggle in many ways. Our struggles might be different, but our struggle is the same. And in our struggle, what winds up happening is we find ourselves stuck in unhealthy patterns of thinking and living that are harmful to ourselves that are harmful to others, and they're harmful to our relationship with the Lord. And so this year we're dedicating the first six weeks of 2023 to finding freedom in Christ. How many of you want to find some freedom in Christ? And so let's open up God's word because that's where we're gonna find freedom. Open up God's word to John chapter eight. The title of this message is Steps to Freedom in 2023. I don't have three steps for you that are just my opinions. We're gonna dig into God's word and we're gonna see these three steps in John chapter eight, starting in verse 31 and 32. Follow along with me as I read. It says this, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth Will set you free. So, what's the context going on here in John chapter 8? If you look back a couple of paragraphs, you see that Jesus is in the temple. He's talking to the Pharisees. The Jews are stuck in an unhealthy pattern of thinking and living. They cannot see Jesus for who he is, they don't believe that he is the Son of God. And as Jesus is speaking, Jesus is speaking truth. And it says in verse 30, you can see this. It says, as he was saying these things, what does it say? Many believed in him. And so the Jews started to believe in Jesus. And so that sets the context. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, do you see where we're at now? And now, do you see what the three steps are? You can discern these for yourself. Look at this. What are the three steps for finding freedom in 2023? First is this, if you abide in my word, you're truly my disciples. Step number one. Step number two, if you will know the truth, and then step number three, and the truth will set you free. Do you see how there's a chain reaction going on? And this chain reaction leads to a change reaction. So if you're taking notes, jot this down. Step number one is this, is that we need to abide in the word. To abide in the word isn't something that's passive, it's active, it's not this mystical experience. It's not retreating to become a monk in a monastery. That's not abiding in the word. To abide is this, the word itself means this, it means to remain, to continue, to stay, to dwell to reside. Did anyone have any guests in your home over the holidays? Maybe have some guests over for dinner or exchange some gifts. Anyone have some overnight guests at your house? A few of you had some overnight guests. Anyone do the happy dance when your guests left the house? <laughs> Camille and I hosted a, a Christmas uh, dessert open house in the middle of December where we invited a bunch of friends to come over. We loved all of our friends. We loved all the conversations. We had a lot of fun. But after three hours, we were glad that our friends were guests and not residents in our house. (laughs) To visit our house is one thing. To reside in our house is a completely different thing. If you can identify with that illustration, this is exactly the opposite of what Jesus is talking about. Jesus isn't saying, if you visit my words, Was he say, if you abide in my words. So think about yourself, 2022, let's just do a little bit of reflection. Would you have been more like occasionally visiting God's word? Or were you continually abiding in God's word? Where would you have been leaning as it relates to that? See, God wants us to abide in his word. And when we abide in his word, we're resting in his word, we're relying on his word, we're receiving from his word. So let's get real practical. How do we abide in God's word? Let me give you five things, five ways uh, to abide in God's word. None of these are going to be new to you, but this is going to maybe be a reminder for us if we are going to abide in his word. The first thing is this, is that we need to hear the word. We need to hear the word. So I encourage you at the start of 2023 that you would make it a priority every Sunday as possible that you would engage in worship here at High Point physically. If you're joining us online, I realize some of you are traveling, some of you are sick, but there is something that is powerful about us gathering together in fellowship to worship him and to receive from his word. And as you come to church, I encourage you to bring your Bible. I encourage you, like many of you are doing right now, that you would have it open, that you would have your notes, that you would have a pen in hand, that you wouldn't just be coming to listen to a message, but you would come to hear from God. Now, I understand that you can have your Bible on your phone. I'm not trying to get too much into the physical versus digital. It's more about what are you doing when you come? Are you leaning in? Are you engaging? Are you seeking to hear from God? In addition to Sunday mornings, of course, we can hear the word in lots of different ways, right? That we can hear the word by listening to the audio Bible, that we can listen to podcasts, we can listen to messages on the radio. A lot of worship songs are filled with scripture. Think about all the auditory inputs that go into your mind every single day. What percentage of those auditory inputs would you be filling your word, your mind with God's word? that you would be hearing his word. If we want to abide in his word, number one, we need to hear his word. The second thing is this, is that we need to read the word. That means we need to pick it up, that we need to open it, not just on Sundays, but open it during the week. Now, if you're gonna be successful in doing this, you need to have three things. You can see them here on the screen. You need to have a time, a place, and a plan. When are you going to read God's word? Are you gonna read it in the morning? going to read it before you go to bed? Are you going to read it during your lunch break? When are you going to read the word? Second is, where are you going to? You're going to do it in the kitchen? You're going to do it in your favorite chair? you're going to do it in your office? Where are you going to read the word? And then what? What passage are you going to read? Are you going to have a study guide that's going to help you to uh, be in God's Word? Do you have a devotional are you following an online reading plan? You see, you need to have these three things if you're gonna be successful. It's not just about having good intentions of reading God's word this year. You need to have some intentionality. And if you don't have the answer to these three things, when, where, and what, tomorrow morning, you're not gonna read God's word. It's just gonna be intention. So what are you going to do? Maybe you're here and you're like, I don't even know where to start. Let me encourage you to start in the gospel of Mark We've got these journals that are available for everybody out in the lobby as you leave the service. These are journal Bibles, so you can see that the scripture is on the left side and then on the right side is just some blanks. An opportunity for you to be able to journal as God is speaking to you. Want to make this resource available to you. The Gospel of Mark is great. It tells us about Jesus. It's an action gospel. It's a short gospel. When you're done reading the gospel of Mark, you can move on to another a New Testament book and go to the Psalms, lots of different things. But if you're looking for a place to start, I'd encourage you to start in the gospel of Mark. So the first thing that we need to do, if we're gonna be abiding in God's word, we need to hear his word. Then we need to read his word The third thing is this, is that we need to reflect on his word. Well, what does that mean? We need to meditate on his word and we need to memorize his word. What does it mean to uh, meditate on his word? Uh, uh, Biblical meditation is very different than mystical meditation. Do you understand that? That mystical meditation is what? It's about emptying your mind. Biblical meditation is about filling your mind. And so as we talk about abiding in God's word, it's not just that we're abiding in his word, but we're allowing his word to abide in us. That's the reflection that we don't just read it, but we think about it, that we carry it with us throughout the day. And then we want to memorize God's word. Now, I know many of you would be like, oh, it's too hard, I can't do it. You can do it. Our second graders memorize more scripture than what we memorize as adults. Let me suggest to you an easy way to uh, memorize God's word is to just take out an index card and to write out a verse. I wrote out John 8, 31 and 32 right here. Write it on an index card, read it five times a day. So just have it you know, in your bathroom or have it in your car, in your dashboard, read it five times a day and you'll have it memorized in a week. If you review it once a month, you will have it memorized for a lifetime. And so you can start by maybe setting a goal, I'm just gonna memorize one verse a week. It Seems insignificant. But think about that, if you were to make that as a goal, as a habit, as a pattern, as a rhythm in your life this year, one verse a week, think about where you would be a year from now, having 50 verses that you would have memorized. And so I commend that to you. So we wanna be abiding in God's word, we wanna hear God's word, we wanna read his word, we wanna reflect on his word. We also want to discuss his word. We discuss his word by getting into groups and to discuss it with one another. I'm in a men's group and I learn so much about God's word by being in a men's group because I'm hearing insights from other people. I'm seeing scripture in a new way that people are asking me questions about the word that I'm not thinking about without them asking me those questions. And so here at High Point, we say, get out of rows and get into circles, Because we want to share life with one another and we want to discuss God's word with one another. We don't discuss it to debate it. We discuss it for better understanding and for life application. We've got all different kinds of groups, types of groups here at High Point. We've got women's groups, men's groups. We've got married groups. Uh, We've got uh, uh, groups for different life phases. And so if you're not yet in a group... We have a group for you. Let me commend to you a few uh, groups to you. We've got these bookmarks that are available out in the lobby after this service. Uh, our women's groups are going to be doing a study in the book of Jude. So it's a small book in the New Testament. They're starting that in one week. So if you're a woman, you could get, be a part of that. Our men's group are gonna be doing a study of the gospel of Mark. Our team has put together together a whole Bible study and journal. So this is in addition to this other journal that we've talked about, but this is a a personal study guide and then a group study to walk you through the gospel of Mark. If you're a man, that's available for you. We're making an investment into marriages and families. Uh, We're so thankful for Pastor Ron and Jody. Let's thank them uh, for their ministry here at our church. Several years ago, they wrote a book called The Marriage Knot, and God has transformed their marriage, if you know anything about their story, that their mess is now their message, their test is now their testimony, and God is using Pastor Ron and Jody to transform thousands of marriages, not just in our church, but around the country, but their heart isn't just to do marriage conferences, but it's to minister to people here in our own church. Did you know that this past fall that 60 people were a part of our Marriage Not group? The reality is that every marriage needs to be enriched. Some marriages need to be restored. Camille and I had an opportunity to be a part of that group, and it was awesome to see God working in the marriages of our church. We're gonna be offering the Marriage Not Again starting in February, a great opportunity to make an investment into marriages. We got a couple of uh, parenting groups. Pastor CJ and Hope are gonna be leading the Young Family Group, that's uh, every other Sunday. From four to six, is provided. This is an awesome group. If you have kids that are littles through grade school, find community, grow in God's word, grow as parents, Uh, share life with one another. And then another uh, group that we have that I'm passionate about because this is my phase is Parenting Teens. And so every other Sunday during Student Sunday, uh, we're making a new investment into our Parenting Teens group. And we're going to be looking at some of the things that are happening in culture, but looking at it from a biblical perspective. We're going to be talking about screens and teens. We're going to be talking about the gender issue. We're going to be talking about sex and a lot of different things. If you are a parent of a teen, I cannot highly recommend this group enough. In addition to that, or in in part of that group is we're going to have different people come in and uh, be panels in that group. And so there's gonna be an opportunity for Q&A both in the young parenting, our young family group as well, the parenting group. And then the last group that I just wanna highlight, a group that, is, that I'm passionate about, in addition to being a part of a men's group, I'm a part of Hope Group. And God is using Hope Group to change and transform people's lives in our church. 200 people are a part of Hope Group at across all of our locations. And it's a safe, secure, safe place, shame-free place for people to be honest with themselves, honest with God, and honest with each other. We need to first be honest with ourselves. I have a hard time with that sometimes. And then we can be honest with God, and then when we're able to do that, we can be honest with others, and God can transform people's lives. So that's a part uh, that we offer on Wednesday night. So all that to say is lots of different groups. How are you gonna be? in a group to discuss God's word. If you're not in a group, we have a group for you. Pastor CJ and I can help you get into a group. Maybe you've been in a group and you've had a bad experience. Can I just encourage you just to give it a try again? We can help you find a group that would meet your needs. So again, we're abiding in God's word, hearing the word, reflecting on the word, discussing the, uh, reflecting on the word, discussing the word. The last thing is this, is that we want to apply the word. Anyone know uh, James one twenty two? It says this. It says to be doers of the word and what, not just... and not hearers only. Do you know how that verse ends? Oftentimes we know that verse and we know do not be or be hear, be doers of the word and not hearers only. But do you know how it ends? It ends with this: deceiving yourselves. See, here's the reality is that we can deceive ourselves by thinking all we need to do is hear the word and go to church. All we need to do is open up God's word and check the box that I read the word. All I need to do is get into a group and if I do those things, then I'm good. It says this, it says, don't be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. So Howard, can you apply God's word? Real quickly, let me suggest this to you. Ask God to speak to you. S-P-E-A-K, are there sins to confess? Are there promises to claim? Are there examples to follow? Are there actions to obey? Is there knowledge to grow in? All you need to do is open up God's word, read a paragraph, run it through that grid. When you listen to a message, think about it through this grid. God, would you speak to me? Are there sins that I need to confess, promises I need to claim, examples I need to follow, actions I need to obey? and knowledge that I need to grow in. And so if we are going to experience freedom in Christ this year, it begins by abiding in God's word. That's step number one. As you think about these five ways to abide in God's word, what is a way that you can focus on as we start 2023? And as you focus on that, ask God to give you a hunger for his word. That it wouldn't just be out of duty, but it would be out of devotion. That it wouldn't just be about checking a box, I did these things. But it'd be about growing in fellowship with God. So step one, number one in the chain reaction is that we need to abide in the word. What's the second step We already know it. We see it in John chapter 8, 31 and 32. The second step is that we need to know the truth. You see, as we abide in the word and as the word abides in us, then we know the truth. Think about all the different information that is bombarding you every single day. From the news cycle to social media, to advertisements, to conversations that you have. we were to understand the algorithms of social media, I think all of us would be scary about how the media influences us. And then you add in your own emotions into it, and then we're left confused. You know about a compass? A compass is an amazing thing. Think about this. You can be lost in the skyscrapers in downtown New York City, lower Manhattan, and you can have a compass that's gonna point you to true north. That same compass, you could be lost in the forest in one of our national parks, and it's gonna point you to true north. You could be in the Sahara Desert if somehow you found yourself there, and you pull out a compass it's gonna point you to true north. In the same way a compass points us to true north, God's word points us to truth. And so when we abide in his word, then we know the truth. You see, we shouldn't uh, view our Bible through the lenses of culture. We should view culture through the lens of scripture, right? And so when we know the truth, then we can understand what God wants us to do. And so uh, the, the word needs to be our true north. In 1979, there was a group of 257 people who got on an airplane for a sightseeing trip from New Zealand to go to Antarctica. The pilots didn't realize it, but the course was they were two degrees off of what the flight was supposed to be. They wound up being 28 miles away from their destination because of cloud cover, they didn't see the volcano. And in 1979, this flight from New Zealand crashed into the volcano. It's kind of a morbid story to start in 2023. But think about that. Just two degrees off. What about us? Is there a slight shift? Is there a slow drift? Is there a subtle compromise? that we had the word as our true north, but we're just slightly, maybe for some of us, for 2023, God wants us to call us back and to allow this to be the thing that guides us so that we know the truth. That's what this series is all about, finding freedom, overcoming our common struggles in Christ. We're gonna do that when we know the truth. And so again, this is the chain reaction that's leading to the change reaction. This is where the change reaction takes place. What's step number three? Step number three is this, is that we would be set free. That's what it says here, that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Finding freedom from our common struggles is possible. And it's possible in 2023. That it's possible to overcome these struggles, these things, that these patterns of thinking and behavior that have uh, harmed us and harmed our relationship with others and harmed our relationship with God. Finding freedom is possible and it's possible in Christ. Let me give you a preview of where we're going over the next five weeks. Are you still with me? So here's where we're going over the next five weeks in this series. Next week, we're gonna be looking at freedom from fear, 2 Timothy 1.7. That God has not given you a spirit of fear. That uh, a survey, a recent survey has um, come out to to reveal that 80% of church-going people identify with moderate to severe levels of fear. So just think about that. If you're in a row of 10, eight out of 10, people identify with struggling with fear. But God's word says this, is that God has not given us a spirit, a disposition of fear, but God has given us a disposition of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Other scriptures would say, uh, translations would say a sound mind. And so many of us struggle. I know I struggle with fear. Next week, we're gonna tackle that, that very important topic of fear, anxiety, and worry. Uh, Don't miss out on being a part of that. And then in two weeks, uh, freedom from foolishness. That uh, if wisdom is following the will of God, foolishness is following the will of self. How many of us can admit that we can be fools at times? And Ephesians chapter 5 talks about this. And so uh, in that week, we're going to be looking at the cycle of addiction. Many of us find ourselves in a cycle of addiction, and it's not just alcohol and drugs, but there's other things that God wants to free us from. It's all rooted in a foolish heart. That's where we're going in two weeks. Freedom from despair. What happens is, is that we all experience disappointment in life, and disappointment leads to discouragement. And if we hang out in discouragement, it leads to depression, And if we live in depression for too long, it leads to despair, it leads to hopelessness, but our God is a God of hope, amen? Amen. And that Romans 5.13, or 15.13 says that our God is a God of hope and we don't need to despair because God gives us joy, God gives us peace, God gives us hope. I believe that that's going to be an encouraging message for everybody. The end of the month is freedom from anger from Ephesians chapter four. Now the Bible talks about three different kinds of anger. There's divine anger, there's righteous anger, there's unrighteous anger. Most of the anger that we have, if we were to be honest, isn't the righteous anger, it's unrighteous anger. Unri- righteous anger is right, anger for the right reasons and in the right way. It's because God's will isn't being done, not my will's being done. It's because God's offended, not I'm offended. And it's done in the right way that it's in control, not out of control. So most of our anger is a sinful anger. So we want to get to the root of that and find some freedom from that. I think sometimes we think about anger as always the temper tantrum person. But there's two different kinds of anger. There's the red hot anger and the ice cold anger. The red hot anger is volatile. The ice cold anger is vindictive. The red hot anger is... uh, Uh, One that is revealed, the ice-cold anger is that which is concealed. The red-hot anger is very aggressive, but the ice-cold anger is passive-aggressive. All of us probably have a tendency one way or another, God wants to free us from anger. And then the series is going to end with probably the most important message in the series. And it's this that God wants to give us freedom through forgiveness. What's forgiveness? Forgiveness is the key that unlocks the padlock, that chains us to the hurts of our past to provide healing from our pain. And uh, forgiveness is a choice. We're gonna talk that week about what forgiveness is and what forgiveness isn't. We're gonna talk about the fact that forgiven people forgive, that forgiven people are free, forgiven people forgive themselves. I'm excited about what God is going to do in this series, Finding Freedom. Each week, someone is going to share their Finding Freedom story by video. I want to show you right now a preview of the bumper that's gonna be played at the beginning of this series, take a look at this, how people in our church, real people in our church, have found freedom in Christ. Jesus freed me from malice and hate. Jesus set me free from addiction. God set me free from anxiety and depression. Jesus set me free from my addictions and a hardened heart. Jesus set me free from tolerating abuse. Jesus set me free from temptation. From being unforgiving. From love of the world. From the grips of depression. From addiction. From being defined by my past mistakes. From shame. From lust and pornography. Jesus set me free from my unforgiving myself. Jesus set me free from perfectionism and guilt. From anger. From uncertainties. From crippling anxiety. From worry and fear. From alcoholism. From fear from addiction Jesus set us free from my infidelity and my anger and bitterness because of it From my addictions guilt and shame from a need to feel important from deep hurt from fear from guilt and shame Jesus freed me from myself let me thank those people for sharing. Many of those faces we just saw on video I'm looking at right now. They're faces that are among us and Christ has set them free. I believe that God can set you free. So we're starting this series. I believe God's going to do some great things in our lives and in our church through this series. Maybe you're here and you are struggling in one of these common areas. I know I can identify with all five. Maybe God is going to use this series in your life to set you free. Maybe there's someone in your life who you know is struggling in these areas. Would you be so bold to invite them to come? We'll be kind, we'll be loving, but they can hear the truth. And maybe your invitation and help someone else experience freedom. Or maybe you're here and you feel like your life is perfect and you don't struggle in any way. I hope that you still come. <laughs> because I believe that God wants to grow you in empathy and God wants to grow you in helping to care for other people who are struggling. So let's end with three verses real quick. You'll see them on the screen about freedom. It says this, that everyone who believes in Jesus is freed from everything, what's everything? Everything, do we believe that church? That everyone who believes is freed from everything. Next, and where the spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. The freedom comes by the spirit of God, through the word of God, in the community of God. And that's where we're going in this series. And last is this if the sun has set you free, you will be free indeed. You see that there's two parts of this verse that we have been set free, that's our past. And now God wants to live in our freedom, that's our present. 160 years ago today, January 1st, 1863. President Abraham Lincoln delivered the Emancipation Proclamation, ending a terrible era in our country of slavery. And with that proclamation, he emancipated, he freed the slaves. 2,000 years ago, Jesus freed us and he wants us to live in that freedom. And so what is the chain reaction that leads to the change reaction? What are the three steps to finding freedom in 2023? It's to abide in the word. It's to know the truth and to be set free. Before we go into a time of worship, I encourage us all just to stand. As we start a new year, 2023, Wouldn't it be good if we started the year in prayer? Wouldn't it be good if we prayed not just personally, individually, but we prayed in community? Can we just take a minute or two just to circle up with some people that are around you? Might be people that you know, maybe some people you don't know. Maybe get in groups of four or five or six and just pray. Just dedicate yourself afresh and anew. Pray for your family. Pray for our church. Pray that God would set people free this year. Let's spend some time. Circle up. Go ahead. You can do that now. Let's just circle up. Let's call out to the Lord. Let's spend some time together in prayer before we worship our Lord together.